Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening. This is Sharmila Ganesan and Lee Chuelin. Tonight, we're talking about book bans and whether they are ever justified. So we're actually going to start off by hearing from an author whose book was banned recently after protests from specific groups. But of course, we want to hear from you as well. Tell us, is the banning of books ever justified? Are there better ways to deal with publications we disagree with? You can call 77332900, tweet us at BFM Radio, send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our, our mobile number 018789899. This is Inside Story. It is 6.08. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. So today's story um, is about one particular book, but also is, I suppose, indicative of a larger trend or, or practice in our country, certainly, of banning books, right? So the most recent incident that has um, come to the headlines is Chiming Boy's comic book, When I Was a Kid 3. Now, um, When I Was a Kid 3 is obviously part of a very popular series of comic books, but the third volume in particular was recently banned by the Home Ministry under subsection 7.1 of the Printing Press and Publications Act of 1984. So this is, as the Home Ministry said, that the book contained material that was, um, this is kind of vague, likely to be prejudicial to morality and actually issued the ban on the 15th of September. So that's 10 years after the book was released. And for so because it's so vague, um, that I think we've all been left to kind of guess or assess. And the writer himself, uh, Boy, is currently based in the US. He has put out an apology and a statement saying that he thinks that the chapter that led to the ban was the one where he talks about a childhood incident where his father showed him how fast uh, his Indonesian domestic worker could climb a tree, saying she could do it like a monkey. So um, he explained that he never intended to offend anyone um, and that essentially he was trying to I guess um, in making the comparison, in making the comparison, it was meant as a compliment. But of course, I think it's a very difficult thing to hear, um, and it's a very difficult. Monkey is a very loaded one. It is. It is. Um, for what it's worth, um, I, I. It's a complex one, right? And and whether you agree with what uh, how boy chose to depict this incident from his childhood, I think it's worth talking about what happened after and what led to the ban, theoretically anyway, because as you said, Lynn, um, other than the fact that, uh, other than that vague statement put out by the Home Ministry, it's not actually clear what the specific reasons were. But in June earlier this year, dozens of Indonesians gathered outside of the Malaysian embassy in Jakarta to protest the sale of Boy's book in Malaysian bookstores. They said that it portrayed Indonesians in an insulting light. Um, and so this then, of course, opens up that question again of um, when there are publications or books that may offend or uh, not sit well with particular groups of people, what is an appropriate response? Is a ban the only response? Perhaps there are other things that we could be doing. Uh, yeah, but yes. Yes. So I have a lot of thoughts on this, which I think uh, can wait till after we've heard from our guest. But um 
it's also worth looking at other book bans that have come our way. So, um, Rebirth, Reform, Reform, Resistance and Hope in New Malaysia by Ken Wong uh, had a cover illustration that purportedly resembled the coat of arms, the Malaysian coat of arms, um, and royalty and, you know, just all the rest of that. Um, there's also been uh, Sapu Man, Man of Steel by Zuna, which of course satirized 1MDB. Um, there have been several books by Faisal Tehrani for containing elements of Shia belief. So it's not as if this is the first book that we've seen this reaction to. No. Um, and, and I think they all sort of speak to perhaps um, that question again of is banning really the only way to respond when the content of a book doesn't appeal to particular people, right? So that's what we want to hear from you on. Is the banning of books ever justified? Are there better ways to deal with publications that we might disagree with? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be speaking with Chiming Boy himself. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. Best Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.13. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about uh, the banning of books, specifically uh, the most recent case of When I Was a Kid 3 by Chi Ming Boy being banned uh, by the Home Ministry. And we're asking you, is the banning of books ever justified? Are there better ways to deal with publications we disagree with? You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. Uh, in the meantime, joining us on the line is Chi Ming Boy himself. Uh, Boy Thanks for speaking with us today. So your book, When I Was a Kid 3, was banned by the Home Ministry for, and I'm quoting here, posing harm to morals, public interest and state interests. So firstly, tell us how you found out about the ban and how did you feel? I found out about the ban through a, a link from Reddit where someone sent it to me. And the first time I, it, you know, when, when I found out, I was in, in a state of shock because I wasn't notified of um, I, I wasn't notified of a an action taken against me, um, and and for me to nothing was sent to me. You know, it was like I had to find this out online, and I realized that the actions were taken. Um, I think a couple of days prior to me finding out. So it's been a few days in 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 lapse already. By the time I found out, you know, like I felt like. Uh, one, I was completely uh, in shock, and two, I I felt like I I wasn't given a chance to even state my side of the story. Right, and so I guess um, you know, acknowledging that you didn't know, since then, has there been any attempt by the Home Ministry to reach out to you or discuss the issue? No. So when I first found out about the protests, um, what I read was that they urge authorities to investigate my motive. And as with any investigation, I assume that if there was something wrong, you come to me and you ask me questions like, why did I write that? Okay. I assume that uh, perhaps when the issue was brought up, our, our authorities read over the story and understood that it was taken out of context and misunderstood, you know, and this was not, this was a no issue. So because no one, no one contacted me, I, I just assumed that this issue was laid to rest. And because the, from what I heard, the riot started and ended it within an hour or so. 
I just thought it was an, another one of those things where, you know, this is a this is a non-issue. Like it was understood by all outside of the authorities that there was no harm intended, and that if you read the the strip in full, you would know that it was praise and not. Um, I wasn't trying to insult the the worker. So there haven't been specifics given on why the book was banned, but as you've already alluded to, it does seem to be linked to a protest against your book that happened earlier this year outside the Malaysian embassy in Jakarta. So talk to us about that particular section in your book that sparked the backlash. On my part, um, what I have read is is all, I'm speculating myself because the exact issues of why the book sparked the protest was not uh, made clear to me. Okay, they say that I have uh, insulted an, an, an Indonesian worker. So my understanding is it's the one chapter where she climbed a tree. But the way that this is all handled, like I, I wasn't, if someone came and told me that, hey, the problem with your book is page eight and nine, you know, you have to explain yourself. I would really know. I think I, I would have clearer understanding of what I should be doing or how I should approach this, this issue. But the ban is is quite vague. And because no one has approached me, um, I had to guess that that is the chapter. You know, I believe when you read the articles online, it doesn't really point to which page of the, the book actually insulted anyone you know so one authorities did not approach me for my side of the story and two i'm trying to handle a situation where i have offended you know the indonesians but i wasn't given a um i wasn't given explanation on which part of the book actually did that like I, I wrote the book, so of course I kind of know which chapter. I guess for the authorities to just tell me that this book is banned without giving me clear um, indication of where it was that offended was quite shocking to me because when I wrote the thing, I, I never meant to offend at all. Like my intent was just to praise that she climbed the the tree at at amazing feeds at, 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 at an amazing speed basically you know i did not think that that it would be so taken out of context or it would be so misunderstood so let's talk about that feeling of you know of of it being misunderstood but also the effect it's had right because um as we've mentioned as you've mentioned there was a protest how did you feel when it happened when I first heard of the protest, I was I was genuinely quite surprised that it was just so misunderstood. I I did talk to a, a couple of people on on what I should do next, and they say, "Well, let's just see what happens first. You know, as with as with all these things, we we want to see how maybe this would blow over. You know, maybe the the authorities, like I said, when they saw it, realized that this is." just uh, clearly a misunderstanding. I've had other comic artists come to me and ask, hey, what's, what's, what's going on here? You know, like we've heard that your, your comic started a, a, a protest. 
um, what was it about exactly. So they themselves didn't know, you know. And I told them that I, I frankly, I, I haven't been notified of the chapter. I, I, I have to guess this may be it, right? Uh, because this is the only chapter that I wrote about the the Indonesian maid. Um, and then they glossed over it and said, I, I don't see a problem with that. I think that this is just a, a case of misunderstanding, you know? Um, and so we, we left it at that. Um, and because there was, I wasn't formally notified of an investigation, I just thought this is, um, this was investigated, I guess, and, and they found no, no malicious intent behind it. So you did issue a public apology and a statement as well. What would you like to convey with those? Regardless of my intent, right? Uh, it is unfortunate that people got hurt. Okay, and to those people, I, I, I truly am sorry, right? Because it's it's never my intent to to degrade them. You know, like when I wrote it, the the bottom line is I wrote it to praise a climbing ability, and that's it, right? That's it's never crossed my mind to call anyone a monkey and it's if you read the thing in its entirety you would know that that was not the intent so looking back you know i i probably would should have rephrased things better you know because we, we never like if you write as much as i do there's bound to be mistakes made right and, but when i was writing this the intent was to just showcase someone's climbing ability. You know, if she was super fast, she ran fast as the cheetah, you know. Um, I did not, I did not see this coming, you know. Um, so for those I've heard, I sincerely apologize, but it was never my intent to, to degrade anyone like that. You mentioned that if you could go back uh, in time, you might do things differently. Um, how would you have liked to have engaged with this issue? I mean, you've covered some ground, but I, I just thought maybe you could expand a bit more in terms of explaining your intention while also acknowledging or, or listening to those concerns. I think that what I would have liked is for authorities to contact me and ask me for my point of view first. If there was that process, the ones that I've heard, I would like to apologize to them first because the intent, like I said, was not to, to hurt anyone. Now, had I been given that chance, I think that this, this issue would not, be, would not have been blown up to, to the proportion that it is right now. But, I mean, that would be a, a, an ideal situation for me, like to, to be able to talk to the authorities, to be able to apologize to the parties um, at the time of the, the protest. You know, but because there was just not that channel for me to 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 voice my view, um, I really don't know how. I mean, in hindsight, this is how I would have wanted to 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 sort this out, but I just wasn't given that chance. And rather than ban the book outright, how else would you have liked to see the government handle this issue? I think that. 
in an ideal situation, if a chapter is found to be offensive, what they should do is approach me and let's see if we can take these chapters out because it's a collection of short stories. Taking two stories out would not affect the flow of the entire book. You know, it's it's not a it's not a uh, it's it's not a, a book where it's a continuous story and taking out some parts might affect the entire book. It's a collection of short stories. So if those short stories are the ones that offended, take those out. You know, it would have just it would have been a very simple solution. You know, because I I believe that for me when I write books, I I write to to educate to to teach readers, you know, young readers and all that, um, what I think is good. To have the entire book banned because a chapter is misunderstood or, on my part, uh, misworded, um, seems too harsh of a an action. So I, I ideally, I would love to just be given the opportunity to change the chapters, it's short stories. I can take them out, you know, no problem at all. But like I said, I was just never given the chance to even um, offer the suggestion. Now, you pride yourself on being a Malaysian author, telling very Malaysian stories. How do bands like these impact the local book industry and the kinds of works that writers put out? Um, I can't speak for other writers because um, some people believe all publicity is good publicity. Um, but for me, you know, I I I very honest very honestly tell you guys that um I I really have dedicated the last decade to to wanting to write the best books for my fellow Malaysians. You know that that has always been my intent. I I spent years on each one of this book, and I I I write and rewrite chapters over and over again just to make sure that they read well. And and for this to happen, and this kind of drastic action to have been taken on a book that was so popular for so long, really takes quite a bit of the wind from my sales, you know. I didn't I don't think this is it is fair how the ban came about. The the series of actions that weren't taken and the series of actions that were taken, you know, I I felt like I was just never given a a chance to to state my case. You know, it would be akin to you trying to explain something to someone who just doesn't want to listen. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong, but your message, regardless of whether you're right or you're wrong, will never be heard because the person just don't want to listen. And that's how I feel. You know, and 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 I think that if something like this can something like this can happen to me, it can happen to anyone that um relies on the the power of the pen to make a living. What's next for you with this issue? Do you plan to appeal the ban? If if any of the home ministers are listening in, you know, I, I think that the solution could be as simple as let's just take these stories that you find 
um, offensive out and 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 let the the sales of the book continue because I I generally gen, genuinely put in a lot of effort into writing a, what I feel would be a good book. Um, and it is. I've heard people tell me like they they are really sad that the the book has been discontinued and and their kids or they they enjoyed the book and all that stuff. The ideal situation is for them to to review the situation and say because it's a collection of short stories, the easiest thing to do is to just fix those two chapters. But I I I plan to to appeal. Um, I I'm still waiting for some of the heat to die down and 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 uh get back into the right frame of mind you know because it's 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 this situation has one it's most unfortunate you know um like i said i didn't intend on on hurting anyone but because of the way that it's played out i now am swamped with like threats and and unpleasantries you know like it's I kind of had to take uh, some time off social media, you know, because it became that toxic, you know, and I had all these plans lined up for how I want to, um, the next step for the series and, and uh, the other kinds of stories I, I want to write, like they are all laid out here in front of me as we speak, you know, but it has all taken a halt because, because of this issue. Boy, thanks for speaking with us today. That was Chiming Boy, author of the graphic novel When I Was a Kid. When I Was a Kid 3 has just been banned. Um, so we're asking you, is the banning of books ever justified? Are there better ways to deal with publications we disagree with? Send your thoughts through. Um, we'll be back after this. So keep it here. BFM 89.9. Beyond Frivolous Matters. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn, and we're talking about the banning of books. So um, this is because most recently, When I Was a Kid 3 by Chiming Boy uh, has been banned by the Home Ministry, allegedly for containing um, a section that is viewed as being offensive towards Indonesian domestic workers. Uh, so we heard earlier from the author himself, um, but we are expanding the conversation to talk about the banning of books overall. We want to hear from you. Is the banning of books ever justified? Are there better ways to deal with publications that we disagree with? You can call 77332900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, we have some thoughts that have come in on this. Yeah, let's start with uh, Lukman, who says, instead of banning the book, why not tell the author to remove the paragraph? So I, I think this actually is something that Boy himself said he wishes had happened, that mm. there had been that conversation because, um, I mean, so it's it's a little interesting, right? Because it's not a paragraph. In this case, it's a segment and it's a drawn segment um, within a short story. But the, the point is that it would easily have been excised. I think that there's a lot to discuss here, though, about whether or not we view this, um, depending on where on the spectrum of freedom of speech, you mustn't ban anything uh, versus, well, some things should be banned for public good. Depending on where you are on that spectrum, though, I think you might have a different reaction to the the notion of the solution being, well, the author should have removed something. 
So it is interesting because um, even during this conversation, I found myself thinking about um, whether I think it's entirely okay that the book contained that section, right? Given that the book is 10 years old, one thing to account for is sentiments change, the idea of what is acceptable change. On the other hand, I also think that I could disagree with it, but also think that banning the book is not the answer. And that's where I've landed. And what's missing for me, um, especially after hearing from Bui, is the fact that there was no engagement with the creator of the book. And in this case, if the creator is willing to be engaged with and to talk about about what would work, how can I make this better, then surely that should have been done first before banning the book outright. Yes. Um, although, like I said, I have very mixed feelings about authors being told um, to change their language mm. or to... Because this is something that we've spoken about elsewhere on, on our book show, that various books are, in fact, classic books, um, being rewritten to change language that is viewed as problematic. And, and I think that um, while you might start off by saying... I don't think it's acceptable ever for somebody to be compared to a monkey, for instance. Um, no matter what the intention was, this is not acceptable, so let's change that. Um, I think if you look at the examples of language changes that have happened in other countries, in other books, you will see that the, the adjustments that are being made for a variety of sensitivities um, might not be something you agree with. So TIDJ is saying, you know, by the logic of the ban, local comics like Ana Ana Side should be banned too for depicting corporal and brutal punishments by today's standards. I think it's ridiculous to ban books. It should act as a reminder of changing times to show what's unacceptable. We should acknowledge the past, not sweep it under the rug in the form of a ban in this case, and then pretend it never happened. Well, TIDJ, I've hesitated to bring up titles because I don't want to give people ideas about books to ban. <laughs> but, I, but I think that um, this is exactly... Okay, so my thesis statement on the whole thing is this. Uh, and I think it, it kind of jives quite closely, I think, to TIDJ, what you're saying. Um, if we're banning books, it means that we are saying that as a, as a community, we are not mature enough to deal with it, which then leads to us being infantilized. Um, and I also think it means that if, if something is banned, it means we're not comfortable. We ha A, we have not had enough conversation about it. And B, we're not comfortable having conversations about it. We're also taking away the element of choice because yeah. readers should be allowed to make decisions equipped with information about what kind of content they want to consume. I mean, I think that's my thesis statement when it comes to books or movies or whatever, right? Um, whatever artistic material that I might not agree with. Um, Kuhan saying, banning books is never a good way to hide something from the public. Instead, it makes people want to read it even more. Free publicity is a good thing. I became a fan of an auntie from one of their banned books. <laughs> Interesting. Very cryptic. Yes, interesting. But the free publicity thing is um, is true. However, um, the 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 other side of it, um, Kuhan, I'm not sure if you heard uh, the interview earlier with uh, Chi Ming Boy and him talking about how it's affected him and how how hard it's been like because it's, it's very easy I think to say oh all publicity is good publicity in the business of wanting to sell books, um, but. I, I don't know. He he doesn't necessarily sound like it's something that has been easy for him to deal with. 
yeah, he talked about needing to, you know, take a social media break and so on. So I don't think these sorts of things are easy to go through. Um, just on this side of things, Fadzli is saying, Tom and Jerry and other older cartoons come with an advisory for their more objectionable content today. Maybe something like this could be done with books containing content that may be objectionable. With the exception of pure hate content, I'm against censoring books. Mm, um, yeah, I think that this is this is as close to uh, censorship as I'm interested in. It's not even censorship, really. It's just telling people that this is not this that times have changed, right? It's signaling that times have changed, which goes back to what TIDJ was saying that you know, if we want to acknowledge that some things are not right, or you know, you have to be able to encounter the not right things mm. within context. I mean, this actually is a great opportunity to talk about why perhaps some of the ways in which we may talk about the people in our communities um, isn't okay. And then how perhaps to change the way we might use language in unintentional ways, but can still cause hurt, right? And instead, the ban was what we got. So um, can I just contextualize it further, right? Because um, I think even beyond the, the, the monkey point, um, mm. if that is in fact the issue, I think actually this is a really good example of um, saying how even something said in praise, if it's seen by mm. people as racial um, or, or anything, anything, you know, you could apply this to um, to sexist content, you could apply this to racial content, you could apply it in a lot of directions. But the point being that even if something was meant as a compliment, it can be hurtful. This is a good time to have that conversation. Yes. But no, we ban it. <laughs> So let us know, is the banning of books ever justified? Are there better ways to deal with publications that we disagree with? You can call 777 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll be back after this, so keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, the business station. It is 6.48. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila and Lynn. And we're talking about whether it is ever justified to ban books. So send your thoughts through on that. Are there better ways to deal with publications that we disagree with? You can call 7732 900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, Let's start with this from Weying, um, who's just saying, because this whole conversation is about Chiming Boys when I was a kid uh, books. Weying says, Boys' series of books have so many references to male genitalia. I'm more surprised that wasn't censored. My 10-year-old daughter reads his books and is a fan. Um, Weying, again, slippery slope. Maybe these are not things we say. Because, look, the thing is, right, um, and this is true of all all forms of content, whether it's books or... I don't like using the word content, but you know what I mean. Um, whether it's books, films, shows, the truth is that there's just no real way to account for how many things are out there. Um, it, there's no real way for the government to do so or anybody um, unless people complain. And and that really is where the issue... Because it's worth also talking about who complained in this thing. We don't mm. know who did. We know of the protest, um, but... I don't know whether there was, in fact, a, a deluge of mail that, that came the, the way of the Home Ministry on this front. No, and actually what I found quite ironic is that there are many publications out there that contain offensive, actual offensive terms of people of various communities. And nothing has been done about that. I'm not calling for a ban. All I'm saying is this seems very arbitrary. 
We also have uh, Ling saying, I can't believe the author still can't figure out what he did wrong. His ignorance is not a misunderstanding, just not being culturally sensitive. So Ling, I mean, I don't know if you caught the entirety of the interview, um, but it did sound to me firstly, like the author was actually very willing to engage and um, even perhaps to make um, amends, right? He talked about being okay with removing those segments of the book. And so um, I do think he, at least I feel like having now heard from him, that I don't know that he doesn't understand. Uh, yeah, I think that maybe the the trigger point here was that he uh, he did speak a lot about his intention. Um, but I think his intention is also to make right, um, clearly by the willingness to, by the willingness to actually, you know, not have that segment in the book anymore. Uh, Tsai, meanwhile, says, snowflakes, that's really all I can say. Um, it seems to me as if what we're having is uh, people in power testing the waters on how much they can get away with censorship. Um, what can you do? You have to tread over eggshells for people just to be politically correct. So that's interesting because I'm not sure if anyone has ever labelled our home ministry politically correct. Or, or snowflakes. Or matter. snowflakes. Uh, but I think that the snowflake reference may be to the people who complained, um, perhaps. But I, I do... So it's hard, right? I think that when it's done... Let's talk about the word harm. Um, because I think that... Earlier we heard from Fadzli who says if it's outright hate speech, then he supports a ban. Mm. And I think in instances like that, the the hate element means that you can see harm quite clearly, the hurt to certain groups of people. And in this case, it appears that some people may in fact have been hurt by that reference. And again, because monkey is such a loaded thing to, to compare a person to, um, I, I understand the hurt, even if I also understand the intent. But I think that where um, where it gets dicey is when you stretch the boundaries of what is considered hurtful. Um, because if you look at what our our bans have traditionally extended to, it's actually been trying to prevent exposure to ideas, to certain ideas. And the slippery slope with bans is that they can always cut either which way. Um, that and, and actually, when we talked about the different books that have been have been banned in Malaysia in the past, so for instance, uh, Zunar, um, and how that was very much tied to a particular administration, um, I, I think it's quite clear that having the authority and the um, sort of making it a practice to ban publications does mean that it doesn't mean only the ones you agree with would be banned. At some point, perhaps something that you're on the side of might be banned as well. Which brings me to something that I, uh, I've been meaning to say, which is that there are many books that are banned in, for example, the United States, um, which feels like the centre of book banning. <laughs> I'm not sure if they are. But anyway, um, there are many books that are banned in the US that are not banned here, um, particularly children's books. Um, it, it's a very loaded thing, I think, in that country. And as somebody um, who has read a lot of those books that are banned, you actually see... Um, it's a very interesting perspective to understand why it is that certain people might be frightened enough to try and ban things. Mm. Um, and, you know, when issue, when words like morality are thrown around, I often get very wary about what the reasons are behind the bans. Um, let's see. Uh, Shukun says, I remember that there was this book named Interlock that was being used as teaching material in Malaysia that had pages with a racial slur. It was then raised to the ministry. And because I was the first batch to use the book, we were then um, given the book 
distributed with stickers so that uh, to cover the book so that we'd be able to continue using the book since it was already a few months into the year. Why can't the ministry go with a similar approach in this case? So um, I'm not clear what you mean, Shukun, by a sticker to cover uh, the think, book. I think to cover the words in right, the book. Right, the, the yeah. word in the book. Okay. Yes, in the book. Um, yeah, so I, someone else earlier talked about an advisory at the beginning of the book. So I suppose various ways in which to contend with something not being um, acceptable without getting rid of the book altogether. Look, I sound like a broken record. Um, I, I'll just say that I think all of these things require conversation. Um, Absolutely. Whether, whether it's about why things are problematic, whether it's with the author so that you don't have to do the sticker approach, but you can instead <laughs> ask them, like, can we remove this? Um, or not, can we remove this? But let's talk about why I think you should remove it. You know, things like that. But without the conversation it and without clearer justification in the first place of why this happened, which is typical to be fair, every other band has been somewhat like this. Um, it, it's very hard to to talk constructively about what's happening. That is all the time we have for today. Uh, but if you'd like to keep your thoughts coming, you can WhatsApp us, you can send us a voice note, you can also tweet us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, bfm 89.9, The Business Station.